Greetings, fellow investigators, and welcome to our video podcast, Into the Darkness, where my friends and I play the Call of Cthulhu role-playing game. I'm your host, Tom Rayleigh. Tonight is another great one-shot from Reckoning of the Dead, which we have entitled The Ski Trip. The real name appears at the credits at the end of the show. It was written by Noah Lloyd and Matt Ryan, and this is the second version we've run. I'm your game master. So without any further delay, let's begin our journey into the darkness. It's the winter of 1994, and a group of friends have decided to take a long-needed vacation from their boring everyday lives and travel into the wilds of Colorado for some epic winter skiing. Your bus drops you off at the ranger station near the edge of the Uncompahgre National Forest. You're hiking from Log Hill Village across the Colorado Plateau up to Granger Pass and then down into a hidden valley beyond. Uh, it should be a three-day trip, uh, well, three days there and three days back, uh, full of nature and snow and peace and quiet and thrills and maybe a few surprises. The first leg of the journey is a 10-mile hike up to the climber's shelter along the way. Since it's winter, there are no other hikers. The ranger warns you to take care. This is avalanche season, and they're quite common. He also mentions that the rangers would be very happy to return your frozen bodies to your families next spring, if that is necessary. And so you all are on your way. You can chit-chat amongst yourselves <laughs> as we go. <laughs> hey. I did forget one thing. I need to know who's carrying what. I mentioned five things. Uh, oh. uh, get rid of the axe since we've got four people now playing. And, I'll carry the shotgun. Okay. Uh, there was uh, three bundles of rope. Uh, there was the cook stove and all of the cooking equipment. And there was the six man, we'll say four man tent now. I guess I'll get the um, the rope. <laughs> okay, the the camp stove and gear then. Okay. That's guess I've got the tent. Got the tent. So you can well imagine, since you're going to be out for about six days, you've got plenty of food and water and everything that you need. So your packs are pretty big. Uh, and that ten miles is going to be long. This is early morning, so you're expecting that somewhere this late afternoon you should be. Uh, uh, getting up to the cabin. What would you guys like to talk about as you're walking? <laughs> Avery, Avery, have you have you put any thought into that uh, opportunity I was talking to you about last time? Oh, oh no, I, I've, I've I've looked it over. Don't worry. <laughs> Listen, say it's limited time offer. If you want to get in, you got to get in at the ground floor. Oh, of, of course, of course. Uh, look, right. Logan, we we appreciate all the tips, but I think the the whole point of this was to get away from from life for a little bit. So yeah. <laughs> I, I kind of like to not talk talk shop for a little while. It's all right. Hey, get it. Hey, Listen, look, George, it, I get it. You lost your shirt. All right, it's it's all right. It's all right. You know, you lost your shirt. It's fine. It's fine. Listen, I'm just trying to tell Avery here. Avery, listen. If you want to make some extra dough, listen. You talk to me. All right, I take care of you. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, I, I, I'm, I'm happy enough with my 401k as it is, Logan. All right, you know, 
Listen, it's diversify. That's the key word. <laughs> diversify. That's what I'm saying. It's diversify. The snow crunches under your feet. You probably all have uh, hiking poles. Yeah. Uh, well, uh, it's a it's a nice morning, all things considered. Uh, I'm getting a little bit of sun. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I mean, that's you know. It went from a hell frozen over cold to just damn cold with the sun. It's true, George. <laughs> just just trying to make conversation. <laughs> yeah, it's no upstate New York, but hey, it's, <laughs> yeah, it's we probably all it's probably in the high twenties. Oh. So a little chill. Um, yeah, but when you're hiking, you know, you yeah. get warmed up in your clothes and yeah. 20 degrees is actually pretty comfortable to hike in. Well, if we're going to be hitting this cabin here in the afternoon, we're going to push on, right? Are we staying? Are we, is that going to be one of our way stations, way stops? What are we doing? Uh, I'm, I'm for continuing on if we got the time. It's. Uh... Well, yeah, are, are you sure about that, Doc? I mean, uh, the rangers were pretty uh, excited to dig your body out of the snow. Ah, uh, yeah. Well, but the nice thing is, at least I'll have the I'll have the knowledge of knowing what parts are freezing when and the name of what they do. So, <laughs> but yeah, I, I, I intend to not give let the rangers have their fun. <laughs> Put it that way. <laughs> or maybe maybe they'll go uh, get some of George's students to come and dig him out of the snow. I'm sure All they'll right. love that. Good little bonding experience. Okay. You listen. And school experiment. There you go. If, if you have to call our one of my students for help, then we then we're long doomed. Oh, I was never for help, George. It was you know they just might have a nice enjoyable experience digging their teacher out of the snow. You know? Oh yeah, it, definitely a selfie worthy uh, worthy episode. Of what? A selfie? <laughs> what? Yeah. Self pictures. It's a. New fad. Trust me, your kids will love it. It's beautiful. It's going to take off in about like 20 years. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So. Oh, hey, do we have a do we have a brick cell phone with us? Oh, do we have a satellite phone? No. Okay. No. Neither prepared. Probably your beepers won't even work up here. Okay. You know. Um. You brought with you a shotgun, but you don't expect to have to use it. It's, you know, in case it's a dangerous animal. But this time of year, most of the dangerous animals should be good and, you know, hibernating this time. So um, the morning is lovely. There's lots of snow on the ground, uh, but it's not too deep right where you're walking. Uh, you're tending to stay towards the middle of the valley, uh, so where the least amount of uh, snow has fallen. Uh, the trees are tall, the mountains are spectacular, and on and on and on you, you go. Somewhere around two in the afternoon, uh, you start to notice uh, clouds rolling in, and uh, it's no longer, it's gray now, instead of being uh, sunny. Uh, the temperature drops just a little bit, but not not uncomfortably so. And you start getting a light sprinkling of snow as you mer- march on. 
uh, you're you're following your topographical map. You know where things are. Uh, you you continually identify that must be this peak and okay. this here okay. and so forth. So did we get an idea uh, weather report on if how bad it was going to get today or? At the most, they told you that there might be some light flurries of snow. But the weather can change up in the mountains yeah. like that. Yeah. Well, Jamie, uh, for this afternoon, it looks like we could expect some light snow flurries. Uh, <laughs> you know, there's about a 100% chance of precipitation in the next two minutes. <laughs> That's you know pretty good, Will and Scott. <laughs> right, let's keep going. So for the yeah, last... Not to press on. <laughs> The last couple of hours as you're walking, your packs are starting to get pretty heavy. And uh, you're looking forward to, uh, to resting for a while. Um, it's, uh, the, uh, the, the snow starts coming down heavier. Uh, the, uh, the, the flakes are big clumps of flakes falling out of the sky. Uh, it, it, it creates kind of a soft dampening in the air it it almost feels like you're indoors um there are no echoes uh even the sounds of your feet are softened by the the soft snow around you um and uh it doesn't particularly make it any more difficult to walk because it's so fluffy it just sort of pushes out from in front of you as you walk forward eventually as you're going along uh, you see up on the hill ahead of you uh, uh, the cabin, um, what they call the climber's shelter. Uh, it's not much of a cabin as you mm -hmm. go up. More like a shack with uh, a tin roof on top of it. You don't even see a chimney. So... Uh, you, you come up to it, and there is simply a wooden uh, latch with a nail uh, that uh, keeps the door closed. Uh, you open it up, and there's room for maybe six to eight people to sleep on the floor. Uh, there are no cots or anything like that, but the floor is wood, and it's up off the ground. Uh, there's like a little porch around the thing. And uh, there is a single window in the front uh, that's pretty dirty. It's, uh, it's, it's got frost all the way around it, but it's also, you know, nobody bothers to clean it. Um, and there is, a, there is a kind of a pit in the back where you could light a small fire to, uh, to bring the heat up or temperature in there without setting the building on fire here. And that's, and it's freezing. Doesn't look like there's been anybody in here for a while. Wow! If I want to take a, take a break, this this is a good time, I guess. Uh, you know, with the, the <laughs> snow come down, it might be might be wise to stay here overnight. Mm. In which case, uh, so is, is so there's a place to build a fire. Is there is a firewood? Is there are some pieces of wood there? Yeah. Okay. And you have stuff to light fires, okay, right? So you don't you don't have to do it the old fashioned way. All right. Well, then I will go ahead and start getting, gathering some wood together in the fire pit so we can start getting that fire going. Okay. Jamie, do a, a spot hidden for me. Spot hidden. A normal success. Okay. 
as you're moving the wood around, uh, you suddenly realize that there are a number of bottles up against the wall behind the wood, almost like they were tucked there for safekeeping. Um, you realize there are three uh, fairly large bottles of Jim Beam whiskey. Well, looks like we'll have a little extra warmth tonight, folks. <laughs> Hold <up>. Hey, <laughs> nice find. <laughs> well, uh, you, you can make sure to keep us in uh, keep us in the uh, proper medicinal levels, right, Doc? Of course, of yeah, course. Right, yeah. Right, right, yeah. Don't overdo it because you'll you'll you it's a, you'll you'll get a fake sense of warmth and <laughs> right, alcohol yeah. is a depressant. So that's a. <laughs> well, I mean, with all the with all the drinking and partying that you do in medical school, uh, I'm sure you're. Uh, <laughs> oh yes, yeah. <laughs> quite able to uh, keep us. I think so. Yeah, well, I'll keep you within recommended levels. <laughs> But they don't have these same kind of parties at the at the law school. No, we're too busy, uh, you know, learning things. Uh, it's very rigorous. Oh, law <laughs> you can you can have a little bit of both, but I, I understand what you mean. Uh, so you said it was about it was still about afternoon, right? Yeah, it's um, late afternoon. And so uh, in winter, Colorado, so we've maybe got a couple hours of light left. If that probably only a couple, and you've got yeah. you've got mountains and trees around you, so already right. the ground is in the shade, and yeah, you've uh, also got you've also got a bit of a storm coming up with the snow. Mm. Yeah, I think you had a wise idea, Logan. Might might be a good idea to sh you know uh, uh, bat the hatches down here for the night. The uh, floor, even though it is elevated, it's still going to be cold. So I'm going to uh, open up the tent and and lay it flat, so it'll be almost like a vapor barrier. Uh, between our sleeping bags and the cold floor, so we'll we'll put all of our sleeping bags on top of that flattened tent. Good idea. Okay. That that actually works quite well to uh, create a like a like you say a vapor barrier because the cabin is not very sturdy. Um, it uh, it once again just has another little wooden latch on the inside of the door. To keep it closed, um, you can hear the window rattles just a bit from the wind outside, and there are probably cracks in the the wood that you can see here and there. You can see the light outside. Uh, you can hear the wind whistling around the corner of the building, um, and yet there's kind of a, a a peace about it. You know, you're out in the wild. It's so much better than the city. Um, it's cold, but it's it's a calming sort of sound, a gentle, pleasant sound. Like I, don't, I don't know how to let you guys tuck me into this every year. I just, you know, there's nothing like uh, going to sleep, listening to the, to the sounds and screeches of sirens. This quiet is driving me nuts. Sure it is, Logan. Sure, sure it is. That's why you know. Gotta, that's why you come every year. <laughs> you just gotta chill out, you know, uh, relax. Uh, have you ever tried med meditation? I I do try meditation. I pat my myself and pat my pockets, and I go, oh, that's right. And I'll pull out a big fat joint, and I'll <laughs> I'll spark it up and go. I'm gonna meditate. 
Okay, that's an interesting perspective. For, 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 for a second there, Logan, I thought you brought your pager up here with you. Uh, <laughs> yeah, so that's a no-no. <laughs> and then I'll, 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 I'll take, a, take a big drag and get that cherry going and then <laughs> hold it as I see if there's any takers. Ah, what the hell, you know? Yeah, we're, 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 yeah, we're, we're, yeah, we're kicking George. back. You, know? you go for it. Ooh. Uh, How about the whiskey? You guys don't, don't, whiskey? don't, don't worry. Uh, <laughs> Are you also well, drinking the whiskey? Yeah, I'll pour myself. I'll pour myself a shot. Anyone else care for a care for a shot? Oh yeah, get that going. <laughs> yeah, just a little, just just All one. Right. <laughs> Take a snootful. All right, pass one. Well, well, we're on vacation. You know, we we only get so many days in a year, right? Yeah. So here, so here's here, here's to our here's to the trip, and you know, and may it bring us good times. <laughs> right. So, question for you all: Where exactly have you placed your gear? Let's assume mm-hmm. that two of you will be closer to the door, one of you will be near the window, and the other one will be kind of near the fire. So, fire window, and then two in front, two next to the door. Oh, I'm, 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 be, I'm probably near the fire because I was building it and tending it. So, and I'll be uh, next closest to the fire, however that positions me. Okay. Uh, I, I was thinking that the window might be a good idea. I might do a little drawing if there's any light before before we uh, lose it. Okay. So but there's then, a fire, you know. And the the fire is warming up the whole room, so mm-hmm. it's doing pretty well. Um, so we'll say that I will uh, sleep wherever my. Uh, Wherever, wherever they are. don't pass out. Okay. Yeah. You be by the Whatever's door. left over. Yep. So so yeah. Uh, yeah. Avery and Logan are near the door. Uh, George is near the window and uh, Jamie's near the fire. Um, so you both, you all have big packs. Where are you going to put your packs? Um, uh, against the wall, against the door, near the fire. Near if I can, laying. I'm probably going to use mine as a pillow. <laughs> yeah, I was thinking of doing the same thing. A... Very, very firm pillow. <laughs> yeah, just okay. you know, the, get the put the frame against the wall and use the uh, the somewhat softer end as the pillow. <laughs> okay. Yeah, there'll be like a like a like a bedroll or something that could uh, be used um, portion of it as a pillow. And um, yeah, just uh, leaning up against the wall, the uh, the rest of the, the the rack and everything. Okay, and most importantly, where have you placed the shotgun? <laughs> oh, I have it. Well, I know you had have it. You were carrying it, but, but you're obviously it's... not sleeping with it. So, where are you? <laughs> That's. <laughs> What kind of man do you take me for? Is it up against the wall next to you? Yeah. With my pack. That's next to me. All right. So you drink and you smoke and you laugh and you tell each other stories and you enjoy your evening and the light goes and the wind starts to get stronger and that gentle whistling noise gets louder and by seven or eight o'clock um there's a full-blown storm going on outside and you can hear the sound of howling as the wind whips around the building and you're very glad that you're not outside right now 
Oh, good thing we stopped when we did. <laughs> hmm Yeah. So you continue to laugh and make yourselves comfortable, and you begin uh, to fall asleep. I'd like everybody to do power rolls. Um, do what now? Uh, power. Power uh, roll? Yeah, a regular, regular success, 54 out of 70. Fail. What's up with the top? Be a regular success. Okay. I rolled a zero. <laughs> with two other zero zeros. Zero. I got three whole zeros. Right. Yikes. Rolling real low. <laughs> so for Oof. Logan, you failed. Um, you are going to take uh, a penalty dice on any of your rolls um, until you get at least four or five hours of sleep. Okay. And right now you're awake because of the sound of the uh, the howling. Um, and you 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 like you said you're used to the city sounds, but this is this is awful. And uh, Murphy, um, you you will take a penalty dice tomorrow just because you're you're wide awake and you you can't sleep at all. Um, you wish now that maybe you had drunk or smoked a little <laughs> to relax you, but things keep playing around in your mind and so forth. So the fire dies down a little bit. It gets darker in here. Um, did you guys want to do anything for light, or do you want to just let it go dark? Do we have... You have... You probably have a lantern. Yeah. You probably have... Uh, well, you definitely have flashlights. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, let's hang a uh, yeah. one of those uh, Coleman battery lanterns, yeah. just on the center. I'm sure there's a central pole or something. We'll just hang it someplace okay. central. You know, the fire maybe it'll die down later, but yeah. it'll cast its firelight. Yeah, uh, but it's in a pit, so the lantern will be more of an umbrella of white light. All right. So Jamie and George, you go. You you've go sound asleep. You're relaxed. You're, you're quiet. You go to sleep. Uh, Murphy, you're awake. And uh, Logan, you're lying there. Um, maybe for a bit, you you two whisper to one another quietly, uh, trying to put yourself to sleep just by conversation. You figure it's probably about 10 o'clock. The wind is blowing, the howling. And I'd like you both to do listen rolls. With the penalty dice? Um, no, you can just do regular listen rolls. You haven't slept yet. So. Oh, the penalty is for the morning. I have a hard success. Okay. Well, I've rolled much higher than my previous all zeros. <laughs> so that's a failure again. Okay. Um, Avery, you're, you're, you're concentrating more on your own mind and what you're doing. Uh, but you look over at um, Logan as he's lying there. And Logan suddenly looks like he's listening very carefully. And Logan, you're listening to that howling and that noise, and you're trying to let it make you fall asleep, hypnotize you into sleep. And you start to notice a rhythm. And there's a 
crunch sound and a crunch and a crunch. And you realize there's something coming towards the cabin in the middle of this storm. You can hear it crunching in the snow. Crunch, crunch. And it's Avery, getting Avery, louder. Avery, Avery, Avery. What? 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 Do, you, do you hear that? There's, there's somebody outside. They're what? coming towards the cabin. I, I start, I start, you know, clambering out of my uh, sleeping bag so I can be standing up on my feet. I'm like, dude, there's somebody coming out here. I can hear him coming. You, 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 you hit that, you hit that little joint of yours a little too hard. I think. <laughs> I am just about being, the time. Just, don't be paranoid. Come on, man. There's somebody just, coming. Just about the time Avery says that. Uh, whatever it is, steps onto the wooden porch outside, and and it definitely makes a creak, creak. Um, in fact, oh, the cabin, shit. the cabin, <laughs> just a little bit. I, I go and I uh, both do a, a, a spot hidden, scramble for the shotgun. Hmm. <laughs> well, I have we... an extreme success. Okay. Well, Perfect. I'll take. The fact that I've actually managed to pass a roll, okay, as a, as a good sign, so okay. regular success. Well, because I like like the fact that you got an extreme. The first thing Avery you notice is Logan's eyes go wide, and then you turn to see what he's looking at as you see this enormous black shadow move past the window. You can't really see what it is, but it it, it doesn't look like it has a, a head. It's like a mound, and you're pretty sure it's brown and hairy, and it's moving towards where the door is. As you are, as you're looking at this, is all happening very quickly. What do you guys do? I, I'm scrambling for the shotgun. Okay. You reach, you grab for the shotgun. How about the and, other guys? They're sound asleep snoring. Yeah, I start kicking. I start hey, kicking I, at, at, at midsection, stomach, ow, hip. Hey, oh, I'm ow, what the hell? There's, uh, there, there's a bear outside. Well, it's not morning yet. Well, I'll, I'll get out of your house in the morning. I mean, uh, get the fuck up. Get the fuck up. Bear. Well, because they make bear no outside because they make noise uh whatever it is stops and you see the the wooden door thing twist and the door flies open uh with a blast of snow and wind avery do a uh power roll to see if you shoot the gun or you can do a i'd rather do a sanity roll everybody do sanity rolls okay so tom as a person who has now failed both a POW, yeah, either either one, I mean, my POW and Sanity are equal at this point, so I failed. Okay. And I have a gun in my hands that's loaded. Shotgun. I got a 14. I got a, a bit I got jumpy. A, I got a 14 as well. Hey! <laughs> I rolled a 14. Right. Whoa! <laughs> what are the odds? <laughs> so if you rolled a 14, uh, <laughs> that's good. No. If you rolled, if you fail, if you, if you passed, um, you're going to take two points of, of sanity loss. Um, right. But Avery, do a 1d4 because uh, you, you failed. 
Uh-huh. My failure has let me better off. I only lost one point. Okay. <laughs> so you managed to stop yourself before you pull the trigger when this enormous, at what you first think in your mind is a bear, because there it is with its fangs and its ears and its eyes. Uh, and it suddenly says, what the devil? Like this. And you realize it's a mountain man. And he's got the bear is part of like uh-huh. his covering uh-huh. as he steps in. He's got a big beard. And he's startled by you as almost as much as you're startled by him. He's like, what the devil? What are you, tourists out here this time of year? What are you doing out here? I live out here. (sighs) He steps inside and he turns around and he closes the door against the wind and locks it or closes the the wooden latch. He says, Jesus. he's, He's muttering to himself and you see him walk over to where you've got the fire and he immediately takes a couple of pieces of wood and puts them on the fire. And uh, without doing any kind of spot hidden or smell vision, you can all smell the guy. Okay. You might guess that he probably <laughs> hasn't washed in quite a many, quite a many months. Oh, defunct. <laughs> and he says, a bunch of crazy tourists, you're all going to die out here. This what well, on earth are you people doing out here? Why do you say that? You apparently live out here. Uh, aren't you just as crazy then? I've lived out here for 35 years. He says, you see the way I'm dressed. And he starts taking all of this off. And the more he takes off, the riper the air <laughs> oh. yeah. gets. Uh, but he starts warming his hands over the fire. And he's got big old, mm-hmm. big old hands. And uh he says, uh, name is Carl Olson. He says, uh, and he sort of hunkers himself down against the wall and sits. And he says, now then, I think there was some whiskey in here somewhere. And he uh, reaches over for the gym beam and sees that you guys have drank some of it. And he uh, pulls out an old tin cup, and he pours some in it, sits it back down and drinks, and just stares at you like... Um, all right, Carl, make yourself at home. So, why would you be up here in the dead of winter? Cross country skiing. Skiing? I would think that a bunch of people like you would be at little resorts someplace with your little baskets going up the hill and. Coming down on the slopes with the the, the snow bunnies and that's not skiing. That's <sighs> your your life in the in the city is way too soft. Do you think that a place like this is forgiving? No, we, we do this kind oh, of thing I, every year. Yeah, I think we're tough enough. Yeah, you do this thing every year, and you started out with five people, and now you got four, right? <laughs> Uh, excuse me? What are you talking about? What? I'm joking. I'm saying you probably have lost a few of your friends along the way out in the snow. It's like, 
How did, uh, how did he no, know? We, we don't talk about Major Kelly, okay? Yeah, it's like, how, how does he know that Kelly got the flu? So, so what do you do, Carl? You just simply live off the grid? What do you do? Oh, I, I'm a, mostly trapping. Trapping. So, what do you trap? That, uh, that uh, they're uh, they're a big uh, big living in that. You got you got yourself a ranch? No, 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 no. I usually I set traps out in the woods. Usually, I catch things like uh, you know ferret and mink and sable things like that. Um, it's a lot less profitable than it used to be, thanks to all those fancy women going for uh, artificial fur but there's there's still a trade for the, the real stuff hmm. that living off the land there's plenty of things you can live on in the woods I'll uh, I'll go uh, back to my pack my backpack and kind of fish in for one of the smaller pockets and then find one of my business cards and come over with it and kind of thunk the card like thunk 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 listen uh carl you find yourself uh back in civilization need some help uh organizing your finances and uh getting some uh getting your money in in order you know give me a call be happy to help you out give you the cabin discount <laughs> he says well i don't know what i'm supposed to do this roll, roll it up and smoke it and, and no, just uh, put it in your pocket. Very gently puts it in his pocket. <laughs> there you go. All right. See, we're all friends now. So what are your plans up here? You said skiing. There ain't no skiing right here. Well, you must no, be going somewhere. We're going uh, Granger, uh, Granger Pass towards a uh, valley up this hill. You know, you city folks, you got to be careful. You know, this this whole area up here could be pretty weird in the winter. This is a uh, weather changes immediately. There's uh, all sorts of strange things up here. You strange don't say things that happen. <laughs> oh yeah, just you know, uh, a couple of miles from here, there used to be a place called Club Oaks. It was built out in the 1920s, and uh, it uh, attracted a lot of gangster types because they could come up here and they could have fun and they could do whatever they wanted to, indulge their proclivities and uh, be as far from civilization as they wanted to be. Place burned down in the 40s, but uh, you know it was ran by gangsters. And they, uh, there was this one gangster. I think his name was Gambini. Can't remember exactly, but something like that. Italian. Yeah. Italian mob. He ran the place, had a big old diamond ring on his little pinky. That was kind of his signature. And then, uh, 1930s came along and old Gambini suddenly disappeared. And uh, I think that the uh, the mobs, the mobsters probably did away with him because they took over the, uh, the, 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 
the place. And uh, let me let me guess how this story ends is uh, Gambini's ghost starts haunting him, huh? Am I right? Am I right? Am well, I right? it's uh, odd that you would say that. You see, nobody knows what happened to Gambini. <laughs> Except me. Oh, well, oh, what, what happened to him? Share. Well, one of the reasons they built the place at Club Oaks up here was because of the cabanas. See, there's mineral springs and uh, mineral springs, you know, rich and famous back in the 1920s used to think there was some magical properties to soaking in mineral spring water. And these uh, mineral springs used to leak out of the mountainside and the water temperature was hot. And so they built these little cabanas where you could go into the cabana and you can sit in the steam and you can bathe in these mineral springs. And there's uh, there's a few of them in the, the mountainside there. It's sort of built into them. And I was looking around, like I say, I've lived up here for 35 years, and I came upon one of these, and I went inside, and uh, despite the fact that, you know, the Club Oaks hasn't been there since the 40s, I, uh, I was exploring around in there, and lots of weird crystals sort of growing on the walls, salt and stuff like that from the minerals. And uh, as I was going around, I noticed that there was something kind of odd about it, on one side, there was a bricked-up wall. And I thought, now, why would they have this odd bricked-up spot when everything else was kind of like tile? And so I started playing with the wall, and I realized that all of the uh, the mortar between the bricks had gotten had deteriorated. So I started, just with my fingers, started scratching away at it and found it just crumbled right out. I pulled out a brick. And I realized there was something else back there. I pulled out another brick and then another and another. And I opened up a, a hole and I could see that that this cabana actually went farther back and that somebody had bricked the whole thing up. And I thought, now, why would anyone do that? And so I climbed through and I walked towards the back of the cabana and there on a bench chained to the wall was the body of a man uh, nothing more than a skeleton with uh, tattered old expensive looking suit on him crystals of salt and stuff growing all over him from the, the minerals and there on its pinky ring was this big old diamond glittering in my torchlight. And I thought, oh, I found out what happened to Gambini. And I thought, I'm so, gonna take I'm gonna take myself a souvenir. So I walked up and I snapped that little pinky right off and I took that ring and uh, looked at it in the light and I stuck it on my finger. And then I looked down and I realized that the feet of the skeleton had moved. And I looked up 
and the skull, which had originally been kind of leaning forward, had suddenly uprighted itself and its empty eye sockets were staring right at me. And I started backing away. And as I did, that thing rose up off the ground and it started following me and I ran, but I couldn't get through the hole fast enough. And I got pinned up against the brick walls as the thing ran up to me and it reached out and it grabbed my hand where that ring was and it grabbed my little finger and it said, this little piggy went to market. This little piggy stayed home. <laughs> you people believe anything. Now that, that's a story, Carl. Is that, that's a story. That's a story. Now, <laughs> I, I, I did like that story. But Carl, did you steal the metal from a cask of a Montecchio? A month, a montalato. However you pronounce it, I'm look. I'm not. A, I'm not an Italian. I'm not a. I'm not an Italian or French teacher or whatever. I just. I, you know, yeah, I, I teach I'm, I'm not literature teacher. Say, this, I mean, this is like the uh, you know the shiny. I'm a, I'm a uh, social studies teacher. Yeah. yeah, I, I teach was, social I, studies. I was waiting for Edgar Allan Poe to show up. It's like the, the whole damn story's been made up. <laughs> I just was having having a game with you. That's a good one. Good. I like it. That's a good one. You tell a ghost story. You tell a good one. That's a good one. Now, if you don't mind, <laughs> I'm going to lean back and uh, try to get some sleep. I just got to tell you, folks, if you're going to go traipsing around, if you're heading up to Granger Pass, you be careful. You don't make a lot of loud noises. You stay towards the middle. You keep your eyes open. Avalanches happen all the time. Watch out for trees falling over. And if you hear any weird noises, you stay away from them. Well, we can avoid all the weird and loud noises by making sure Logan just doesn't hear any jokes. (laughs) (laughs) And he gives you a smile and he takes another drink of whiskey. and He leans back and very quickly starts to snore. Pulls his uh, bear's hat over his face and all right, I'm gonna try and turn in. See, see if I can get some sleep. I'm gonna see if I can get four hours, four or five <laughs> hours of sleep. Avery, you have still have a restless night, so in the morning you're gonna be tired. But uh, Logan, do a ha- go ahead and do a luck roll. Let's see if you get your four hours. I am under my luck. Okay. So morning rolls around. And uh, Carl wakes up first, and you guys sort of start to groggily wake up as he is putting all of his gear back on. Uh, He's not waiting for breakfast or anything like that. And uh, he's not saying anything to you because he thinks you're all still asleep, but he uh, exits the door. And you hear him, you know, close it behind you and you feel him, you can feel him because you're laying on the floor. You can feel him walk across the porch and off into the snow and you hear the psh, 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 as he walks away. It, you don't hear the wind blowing. So I want to um, get up and stretch. And as, as he's still, I want to, my intent would be to get up as he's on the porch still okay. and just kind of quickly take a look around just to maybe take a mental inventory to see. You know, is shotgun here? Is you know, uh, cooking equipment here? You know, is all, all of our 
all of our gear is still present. Do a spot hidden. Avery, you were going to say something. Oh, probably to say, oh, I've been watching him all night. I don't think he took anything, Logan. So I'm going to spend eight uh, points of luck to make it a standard success. Okay. You don't see that anything is missing. Okay. Um, there, there, there seemed nothing at all dishonest about the man, and he seemed to be doing very well for 35 years all on his own. Um, he doesn't need to steal. He also seemed very hardy. Like, he wasn't, like, sick and dying in the cold either. So, um, All right. So the morning's come. Uh, you guys probably fix some sort of breakfast. Make some coffee and get yourself ready for the next leg of your journey. All right. Uh, according to our map, what what do we anticipate is our... Uh, is there a waypoint? Is there another? Uh, uh, no. The next thing no. you'll you'll have to get up to the pass, and then somewhere along the pass you're gonna have to find a place where you can set up your tent. Okay. So tomorrow is gonna be a little bit more rough sleeping. Um, the story he told about uh, that Carl told about the uh, uh, the old uh, gangster uh, hangout. Mm-hmm. Um, is there? Do we have any kind of recollection, any kind of history uh, knowledge that that there was any uh, any grain of truth to that? Well, do um do a history roll. I mean, you can all do it if you guys are sitting around talking about it. Ooh, that would be you. That's a normal success. Yeah, I also got a normal. 41. I'd say with my trend. (laughs) I would say that there are elements of it that sound reasonable. Um, The likelihood of such a thing being right here where you guys are is not very high. Um, But in the mountains somewhere, a a nightclub with uh, for this would be awfully remote. To put something like that, yeah. Uh, but um, there have been nightclubs that were run by gangsters <laughs> that yeah. got taken over by the mob, and and the people disappear. That happens all the time. So it was a good story. Gambini, I'm not sure, but I think that might actually have been a gangster. But you're not sure. It sounds like a gangster name. All right, so the nighttime dropped quite a bit more snow, and you find that it's nearly four feet deep in places. So what you, you, I'll just say that you knew what you were in for, so you have snowshoes, and you you strap on your snowshoes, and uh, you get up. Actually, you could do that, or you could put your skis on, and do cross country skiing. Yeah. yeah, let's let's do yeah. some cross country skiing. Good idea. All right. Um, you can do that for a while, but when it's when you actually get to the pass, then it's uphill, and you're gonna have to you have to hike it. Well, you can cross country ski uphill if you try to hammer. 
<laughs> I, I suppose so. It's uh, 12,000 exactly. feet up, though, so I don't know how, how well you're going to be able to breathe that high. <laughs> uh, yeah. If you're used to Colorado, that's already a mile high, so you guys have pretty good lung capacity. Um, all right. So you're going along in the middle of the day, and I would like you all to do dex rolls. Dex. Oh, nice. Uh, okay. That's extreme success. <laughs> Regular success. Hard. You know, the funny thing is, is I have a penalty dice, but it doesn't matter because I always fail on my first roll anyway. <laughs> <laughs> oh, geez. Um. So as you guys are going along, uh, you're cross-country skiing, uh, and Avery, at, at a certain point, he comes to a place where the uh, there's a lot of trees, and you're sort of wending your way between the trees. And you, you're all walking, and you suddenly hear uh, what sounds like Avery going, shit, 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 like that. And as you look back, no Avery. Avery? 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 Oh, oh, Avery, did we lose you in the snow? Avery has gotten a little too close to some of the trees. And as a lot of times happens, there's kind of a well under the tree where the snow is less. So he's fallen down. He's kind of wedged between a tree and a snowbank um, about four feet deeper <laughs> than the rest of you. And I'm stuck between a tree and a cold place. Help, yeah. help me out. <laughs> and Avery, you can do a you can do a one d four to see if you're actually badly injured, twist a leg or something in the process. Yeah, no, that's about my luck. <laughs> that's a four. You got a four. Okay, so he's he's in pain. He's twisted his ankle a bit. You're right, right George. There. George, you got the rope. Go get him. Yeah, I'll, you know, I'll come over and I'll I'll throw one of the ropes down uh, towards you, and you know, like here, here, grab the end. You know, I'll be like, uh, you need you need me to help you up. Uh, you're right down there. Uh, it's, uh, I like it's a twisted a little funny. Ooh. All right. Well, here, uh, you know, take this. We'll we'll pull you up. You got, rope. you got what you need. You pull him up and out. Um, he did twist because of his ski. He kind of twisted his leg. Yikes! But it doesn't. The doctor, doctor, why don't you do yeah. a medical roll? Yeah. Uh, medical. Nine. Uh, where are you? That's a regular success. Okay. He's definitely got a bit of a sprain, but it's not a. That's not a bad sprain. Yeah. Um, you can do first aid on it. And, yeah, I think I'm, you know, does this hurt? <laughs> uh, yeah. That's yeah. what I thought. All right, 26. That's going to be a hard success. Okay. So you get one point, one hit point back after he fiddles with it. He massages it and warms stuff. And... Yeah. <laughs> well, apparently you didn't spend all your time in medical school partying. I, thanks. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> thanks, Jamie. My pleasure. <laughs> 
So for a couple of hours, uh, you're going to slow the party down just a little bit. Eventually, you'll work the pain out and be able to do it. Well, see, I mean, really what I want them to do is to actually carry me and then go through a haunted section of the woods where they're hunted down one by one by a monster. Is that, is that doable? <laughs> Big deer monster. With yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe a couple of arms. Maybe see, like, something yep. like past shames that I have about the death of an old friend, you know. This, uh, <laughs> this was probably written before that movie came out. Ah, um, we'll have such a ritual about it. Yeah. <laughs> All right. It's not Sweden. It's America. We don't have such silly things here. Mm. <laughs> um, all right. So you move on. Now, it's still early, fairly, fairly early. Uh, and... Um, you do find a couple of places along the way where you can at least sort of play around and get some skiing done, take a rest, uh, take a you know lunch break and so forth. Um, but the weather starts turning bad again. Uh, a kind of fog rolls in through the, the trees. Uh, the sky turns gray and you start getting little flurries of snow again. And this time you don't really have any shelter Except, uh, except the trees. The trees are really more dangerous than they are. Shelter. What would you like to try to do? So it does not look like there's um, any kind of uh, caves or any any kind of natural or spring caves or anything. Well, anywhere. there are there are cliff walls on either side of the valley maybe a hundred feet from you in either direction. Um, but they look fairly flat. Maybe there's a few outcroppings up there. Uh, yeah, that, better than uh, nothing. That you could get under. Yeah, we should, we should maybe see if there's any kind of like a cave thing that we could take some shelter in. You know, I mean, we'll scout it out and make sure there's no, nothing hibernating in there. But, uh, you know, there, we might... Based on what happened last night, storm-wise, I don't know if we should be pitching a tent out here in the middle yeah. of this valley. Oh, but you have much of a choice is the next question. <laughs> um, could I try me do like a natural world roll or something so I, just yeah. to see if I can try to find a cave or something like that? No, or? come on. Where's any of you Boy Scouts? We got to dig snow caves. You ever dig um, a snow cave? I, I think that, you know, you, you know that there's going to be caves here and there. Mm-hmm. It's a matter of finding them. Um, it's more going to be a matter of searching and looking and, okay. and, and trying Now, you, one problem is trying to get up to them because now you've got to go kind of up, up the mm-hmm. hill a bit. Um, well, let's stick together. Let's, uh, let's head over here to the left and, uh, and see if we can uh, work our way up and, and, uh, try and try and find a cave. The snow is a bit loose. So for every two steps you take up. You slide back down one step. Here, can um, I, can I make, I have a penalty dice, but can I make a survival check? Because I know there's camping sure. techniques where you where you dig snow caves, yeah, like little sure. caves in the snow, and you they keep you warm and stuff without a tent. Sure. <laughs> no, <laughs> I don't know why, why I bothered. I rolled first rolls of failure, then the penalty dice. 
Also, why don't we why don't we tether ourselves together with the rope, stay in a string line, and and let's let's go and see if we can find a couple of caves. Find okay. find at least one cave that we can go scout out. All right. So you guys are working your way, uh, trying to get closer to the cliffs. Um, the storm starts to get worse. And in addition to some snow coming down, you suddenly hear uh, reports of, of thunder. Well, that's distance. not good. Um, and they make the whole, they make, you know, they reverberate through the mountains. You can, they echo and they echo. And, uh, across the valley on one side of the mountain uh you suddenly notice the white is all sliding down into the valley oh, no. it's it's quite a bit distant from you but definitely an avalanche uh with the thunder yeah let's we need to find a cave that we can get in and get some shelter for sure all right you move you move on you're you're wor- working your way through the trees and uh, a much louder report of thunder boom uh, cracks uh, right over your head. It sounds like, um, and you see a flash. You know, in the in the the, the whiteness above you. Um, the wind picks up and it starts to get quite bad. I would like you all to do a spot hidden roll. Regular success. Ah. I, I got a hard like success. I would like to thank Morgan for sending me his zero zero zero. Now <laughs> well, I have it. Well, see, but now that's now that we've traded roles, I actually passed something, so I appreciate that. <laughs> uh, I appreciate that swap that <laughs> you did. Karma moves too. on. <laughs> you got a hard. Well, you got a regular success. You you guys are getting a little bit nervous because the lightning sounds like it's very nearby. Uh, the flash happens and the and the thunder happens almost simultaneously. Um, but as you're going, uh, you notice that there's you're kind of in a natural valley between trees, and there's a place where the trees part and go right up to the face of the of the mountain cliff. And uh, as you move towards that spot, because you're hoping that there might be something there. Uh, there is a huge uh, report of lightning, ba-boom, like this. And something that you've never seen before, not even in pictures, but there is a bolt of lightning that reaches down through the valley, and it almost seems to be composed of balls of lightning. Um, Something you might have heard of in you know the idea of ball lightning but instead of instantaneously flashing it sort of continues like a like these balls of of light are floating in the air with little sparks of of electricity shooting out of them and they're heading almost towards this clearing area i was mentioning and you see them strike something that's sticking up out of the ground. Uh, it looks almost like a piece of metal, like a like a lightning rod, like a broken down radio tower or something like that. Something that's been destroyed by being here for a long time, 
but you now notice like the crisscrosses of the of the metal just there in the clearing and there's also something kind of brownish black uh, that's covered in snow to one side and you see the glint of something metal against the the snowbank uh, up against the cliff. Something completely outside of nature, um, as far what as natural. That? Something metal, like an old broken down metal structure. I'm just looking at my feet. Well, well, George, if you want to go investigate the metal object that's attracting all the lightning during the storm, uh, I'm good. Uh, I'm yourself I'm good. I'll, I'll wait. I think I'm good. Yeah. There's another report of lightning, and this lightning hits a tree nearby, and the tree explodes. You can all do dodge rolls. Ooh. Uh, oof, that's a failure for me. 48. Yeah, no, let's see. Did we switch dice again, John? Because I just had yes. a major fail. <laughs> success. I'm going to switch. I'm going to spend two luck to make that a normal success. <laughs> okay. If you succeed, you manage to sort of dive for cover, dive for the snow, probably. If you failed, you get hit by splinters ah! flying through the air, and you can take one point of, of hit point of damage as you're uh, peppered oh, by splinters. damn tree! Pull out my little pull out the tweezers and go. Yeah, I'll start taking. Come on, guys, let's 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 get out of this. Let's let's yeah. let's cave, get up cave. this. Uh, you know, cave. let's find, find that cave. cave. Sounds good. I'm gonna start trudging it. Right. Um, as you you're moving past this or you're moving through this clearing, where this has taken place, and you realize that with the thunder and all of that, part of the snow's been knocked away from that cliff face. There appears to be some sort of frame, and you're thinking that the frame is at least maybe 15 feet tall and maybe 30 feet wide, um, although you can't see it all because it's still partly buried by snow. And there seems to be a smaller door next to it. Um, closer look. And it looks almost like corrugated steel, this big, this big door. And the smaller door next to it seems to have even a, a, like a, a little light bulb above it. There's no light on. And the, the bulb is probably long since smashed. But it's one of those little like warning light things above it. Um, it oh, seems the, to be the, built. And the bulb might be in like a cage. Right. But the glass yeah. is broken and everything. Uh -huh. um, it looks like it's built literally into the side. A nuclear okay. fallout. World thing. War II. Cold War. There's, Cold, Cold War, yeah. Is there any way? There's there's no way that this is what uh, what our friend was talking about. The old uh, club? Oh, no. no. This is, a club. <laughs> this is like a 20s be, nightclub. <laughs> it must be some sort of facility, right? I mean, it's just, I, I, I didn't, it should, shouldn't it be on the map if it's some sort of facility? Why would it be maybe, on a map? Maybe, a it's, a maybe it's an abandoned government facility. Yeah, some yeah. kind of top secret government <laughs> thing. <laughs> I, don't like I mean, this. it looks abandoned anyway. I don't know why you would put abandoned Cold War 
yeah. bomb shelter. Here yeah. it is on the map. Tours, tours hourly. It's like <laughs> out here in the middle of nowhere. Something's fishy. Something fishy. So, is is it? So how far away is it? Oh, 20, 30 feet from you. All right. Yeah. Well, let's, uh, let's walk get over up there. Try the door. It's <laughs> yeah. All right. Um, as you approach it, I mean, the wind is now howling. Uh, the snow is coming down. You're still hearing reports of, of lightning, and you're seeing the flashes in the sky. Um, you can see as you come up to it that the door is slightly open, maybe four inches. Um, the steel door is not, and the steel door is still half buried in the, the snow and ice. Um, looking around you, you think that this might have been recently uncovered by a slide, by a lamp, by a, a snow slide, an avalanche. Yeah, let's either if it's push, let's push it in. If yeah. it's pull, let's pull it. Let's let's get that door open and get inside. Is there any markings like state U.S. government or something like that? Nothing. <laughs> uh, there might be something, but but it's so faded with time, you can't you can't tell. As long as there's it's, yeah. as long as there's not something that's like radioactive yeah. warning. Yeah, there's no yeah. there's not a radio dump site. <laughs> um I would who's gonna try to push open the door? I I said I was going to I said I was yeah. gonna try the door. Okay. So as someone who has a sprained ankle and is now covered with tree shrapnel, no, I am not open. <laughs> All right. So you're gonna try to push open the door. I'd like a strength roll. You guys strength? can work together. Okay. Because you realize that the bottom of the door is kind of frozen in ice. It's, uh, if if I if I help, can yeah. uh, Jamie get a bonus die? Yeah, yeah. Okay, right. do a bonus die. All right. So that will. Well, thank you. That that gave me a normal success. <laughs> okay. So with a lot of cracking and grinding, uh, you managed to push the door in. Oh, we'll say a foot and a half, big enough to where you can all squeeze inside. So who's going in first? Doctor. I guess it's me. <laughs> All right. Uh, is there any any lights inside or anything? It's it's pitch black. It's, Although uh, there's, there's light from the outside that's coming in now. Pass the lantern up here. There's no light in here. Let's, let's get inside first. Let's get yeah. inside. Okay. Okay. Let's just um, crowd in for the first you know five feet or so, <laughs> and then uh, try and get uh, flashlights out. So we can start, right. you know. The wind blowing and everything. Uh, so Jamie goes in first. Logan, you go in second. Uh, who goes in third? Avery. George, Avery. Avery. Yeah, going third. All right. I'd like you all to do dex rolls. Oh, no. <laughs> That's oh. 85. I failed. I almost in regular success, almost a hard. I'm going to okay. spend two luck and make it a success. Okay. Uh, but you failed, George? Yes, I failed. <laughs> and Avery? You want to take a wild guess how my roll went? I failed. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so it goes like this Jamie goes in, he takes a couple of steps, and you see Jamie go like this, like this. And as he does, um, Logan. Uh, you managed to grab a hold of something. Did you fail? No, you've made a success. Yeah, you I managed to grab a hold of something. Uh, George comes in and goes flat on his back. And Avery comes in right Whoa. behind him and goes flat on his back. The ground is covered in ice um, near the door. 
rain <sighs> and seepage and ah. stuff is coming. <laughs> uh, if you if you felt do another, take another one hit point of damage. Oh, just my luck today. Uh, uh, speak for yourself. There's there's detritus. There's there's leaves and sticks and and rocks and stuff on the ground. Uh, but you can see that they only extend in about ten feet, and from there on, uh, there there's not very much debris. Uh, there is dust. Uh, Jamie, it reminds you, kind of, of you know the hospital where you work um although it's much bigger inside this this passageway going back is 15 feet high and maybe 30 feet wide and you can see that the metal door was designed to go up and down um to let in possibly vehicles or something large uh the room is large and rectangular and goes back maybe a hundred feet and there is an old military jeep that's parked next to the oh. back wall. And there are a couple of doors and windows uh, in the uh, far right-hand corner of the room. The room is very dark, uh, but the light, you know, your eyes are getting used to the light now uh, coming through the door. So you can vaguely see all of this. And this. Yeah. But it's very sterile looking. Something back yeah, here. So yeah. Let's get our flashlights out. Yeah. And uh, and then yeah. So now we can kind of see and get past the ice on the ground. <laughs> and then uh, uh, Logan will say, uh, "Yeah, yeah, yeah, yeah. I've heard about places like these are like old, uh, you know, World War Two era uh, uh, military complexes. They're like they they're abandoned. They're selling the government's selling these things. You know." We could do exactly what Carl said. We could buy this, turn it into a resort, make a mint. Make a mint. We should check this out. Oh, you okay. know, I'd like to think of financial decisions maybe on yeah. a better yeah. day, Logan. Yeah. So you're thinking ahead. What, uh, with, why would the military leave behind uh, equipment and vehicles like this? Because uh, of the understand. military. They could have been too hard to, or it wasn't cost effective to bring it all down. Wouldn't they destroy it then? Why? Who's going to leave it? Leave it to rot. That's that's the easiest way to go. I mean, this thing was probably covered with with snow, George. I mean, who's going to come take it? The Russians? They're going to come to this specific mountain and take this one. They're going to come all the way to Colorado to steal this stuff. Yeah. Hey, listen. This is this is a gold mine. This is a gold mine. We are going to be rich. I'm telling you. Telling you. Now is not the time. All right. I will also take Hell the first yeah. aid kit and I will take the tweezers and pluck out all the uh, splinters that uh, George. <laughs> oh, thank you. I appreciate it. Yeah. To a first aid roll and you can get yeah, okay. a hit point back. Um, without really. Doing oh, yeah. That's an extreme team. success. Does that go for both of us? Sure. Or yeah. Oh, thank you. That, that feels so much better. <laughs> without doing, without having to do a spot hidden roll, you can see that yeah. there are. Um, there are pipes and there are uh, electrical cables and things that are on the walls and roof here and there. Um, and also on the far wall, you can see that in, in large um, stencil letters, uh, there is the word uh, Boreas. B-O-R-E-A-S. Boreas. Dude. 
this is it. This will be the name of our resort. The Boreas Resort. Oh, good, because um, they're already curved in the wait, wall. That will save is, us money this, in red this is probably is probably the name of the facility. You want to name the resort after the facility that we may or may, you know. Oh, it's a little too money. Soft, south money. of Boreas. I mean, think, think of it this way, George. It's already carved into the wall. It's just cheaper. It's just better to keep it. So Instead of redoing the, you know. Money. Look around. Costs. Besides the cheapers, or any uh, records or anything, any anything out and about? Nothing in this room. This looks like probably a place where they would park the cars. There's a uh, cement floor. Mm. Yeah, it looks like right, yeah, you should probably see oil stains on the floor yeah. here and there. I, you know, stamp my feet, get any kind of excess snow and slush off it, and you know, dry my feet as best I can, and uh, you know, hitch up the uh, the pack. And uh, flashlight out. Let's go. Let's go check this out. All right. Well, start going you're in. Look for any bear men. Yeah. Uh, you don't see any evidence that anybody's been in here. There's no. You can see there's a layer of dust on the ground, but you don't see any footprints or anything like that. You figure unless a bear can go through a four-inch crack, he couldn't have gotten through the door. Um, the jeep. As you approach the jeep. Uh, you guys can do history rolls if you want to. Why do I even bother? <laughs> I got a regular success. Hard uh, success. Okay. Well, with with your knowledge and probably just hobby interest, uh, you're you're dead sure that's a World War II jeep. No, I'm pretty sure this is from 1864. <laughs> with my 96, that's oh, that's, for no, sure. that's it's pre-revolutionary. It's it's, it's it's oh, this is a this is colonial. This is British colonial, <laughs> jeep. British colonial jeep, you know. <laughs> yeah. Um, however, it's incomplete. You can see that they were probably repairing it at the time. So there's a couple of wheels that are missing. Also, the whole thing is rusted very right. badly. See, see, George, no Russians didn't come here and steal this bad boy. Well, not now, but I'm just although saying, I don't I do, know if they would have left it then. They've... Although I know a couple of folks would pay good money for this thing as it is. <laughs> there are, uh, there is some um, equipment probably to, to work on repairing uh, the Jeep uh, that's on a table against, right near the Jeep against the wall. Mm. That's also all rusted. Okay. That stuff. Um, and then there are two doors leading out. Uh, one on the back wall and one on the well. I'm just going to use right, uh, north, south, east, west. It's on the on the east wall. So north wall and east wall doors. No, oh, anyone have a preference? Yeah, let's just keep heading straight and uh, go for that north door. Okay. Uh, the north door opens without any trouble. Uh, doesn't look like it's locked, although it could be locked. Um, it's just not locked. You open it up. Uh, there's a smell of burnt engine oil, and you shine your lights in, and you see two large electrical generators that are there. All of the power cables come into this room and seem to feed into a master switch panel on the wall. And, and all I don't suppose that. any of you are skilled enough to try see if we can get this uh, this bad boy working again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If, if Let's see what we have, can do. If any of you have electrical, mechanical, electromechanical, electrical, or even, repair. even even mechanical, 
I have a yeah. I'm not this good as electrical repair. It's not my wheelhouse. Yeah, I'm. Okay. I'm, I'm. I'm definitely able to watch. Uh, yes, don't I mean, pay I have, attention to the ghost child. That was, <laughs> I, have, I have points above base in electrical. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You go. You go. We'll. I'll, I'll watch. All right. I'll. I'll give it a shot. Here we go. And you can spend as much luck in this game as you want because you're all gonna die. Well, I got oh, a six. Okay. I got a sixty-six. So. Maybe, uh, oh, can I try and uh, push it and really get really get my hands and fingers in there and see if yes, I can really you, get... Yes, you can, but I'll give All you right. the warning. I'll give yeah. you the warning that you might destroy the equipment if you... Ooh. Should I... Should I <laughs> what do you think? Should I... Ah, should I keep trying here? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Should. All right. Why not? Here we go. It's broken anyway. Uh, no, unfortunately, that's a 46. <laughs> so trying to use a wrench to uh, start the thing. Come on. Um, you, come on. You, you break something off that you think might be important. Oh, oh come on, oh. George. I, I, don't, I, I, don't, I don't know a whole lot about tools, but I'm pretty sure you use a wrench like this and not like no. this. Well, you want to give it a try. It's not a hammer. I don't know. I went. No, no, I've oh, seen. I've you've already seen broke enough. it. You have already broke. You already broke. I mean, it was broken anyway, but you just broke any, it more. Any, that's, fine. that's fine. Any other doors? Any other exit from here? Yeah. Kind of looking around. From this room, there's no other. Doesn't look like there's any. All right. Yeah, you know, this is just typical George. Yeah. Well, yeah. hey, keep the wrench as a souvenir. Why we can't have nice things? Yeah. All right. Let's we we, we can't have rusted door. World War II era generators. Yeah. <laughs> I will give you a spot hidden, though. Actually, how old are these things? Yes, Ooh, it's, it's a seven on the spot hidden. I Once again, a 95. I don't know what I'm looking at or why I bothered need, to pick up my dice. dice. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> right. A roll too late. Yeah, I got a seven on that one. Those of you who pass, you do notice that there is a, an old calendar on the wall, and uh, it's uh, 1943. 1943, okay. There you go. Well, that confirms it. All right. There are no other doors leading out of this room, but there is another one in the, the big room. Yep. So we'll go to that other door, that east door. All right. You open that door, and um, there is a long corridor. And once again, for Jamie, it really reminds you of a hospital. It's like a long <laughs> hospital, uh, yeah. you know, uh, corridor. Uh, this, this corridor is only about 10 feet wide and about 10 feet tall. Um, it's very clean looking except for the, the dust. There's tile floor. Um, the walls are painted kind of a kind of a beigey greenish um, color. Yeah, uh, guys. There may have been something like fluorescent lights in the ceiling. I'm not sure when that became really popular, but um, yeah. probably the talk of the town at the time. Yeah. And you can see that there's a long corridor, and the long corridor ends in, you know, almost like double door hospital doors, like like, like a surgery entrance or something. Right. Except yeah. that on the uh, along the way, there are at least two doors on the south side of the corridor. Yeah. So Guys, these these are way on the east, and then uh, yeah. there's a couple doors along the way. Guys, this is weird. This looks like a medical facility. <laughs> hmm. Some sort of military medical facility from the 40s. Well, you see, they, they set up this medical 
thing to treat all the tetanus that the Russians were going to get when they tried to steal that Jeep. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we want to we hit the doors on the other side before we hit the doubles at the end? You know, if this is a medical facility, I bet these rooms have uh, plumbing to them. We can turn all these into condos. <laughs> up here? Con- up here? Condos. Who's going to come all the way up here? Let's, 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 stick, with the, let's stick with the resort idea, okay? Mm-hmm. Let's go. Right. Let's so, go. So are we going to check the doors on the side first or? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We, you know, okay. we, we got to see how large these condos are going to be. All right. Okay. The first door you come to, which would be on your right-hand side, um, you open it up and you see that it opens into what looks like a military mess. Um, uh, and by that, I mean, you know, a place where yeah. soldiers would eat. Mm-hmm. Uh, there are tables. Uh, you can see at the back end, uh, there's definitely some sort of kitchen. Um, what's odd is it looks like there are a few meals that were left on the table um, partially eaten. Uh, there's also a, a trash can near the door where it looks like people carelessly threw stuff into the garbage and stacked their trays very badly because the trays have fallen over. Would you look at this place? Uh, nobody eat the food. <laughs> no, the food's dust mostly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I didn't bring it. I didn't bring the stuff for food poisoning here. <laughs> but if yeah. you, if you do a, Oh, you don't even have to. You can tell that what they were probably eating was chicken and veggies. Mm-hmm. And maybe there's a couple of rolls, but they're long since. Is there the the, uh, um, the cafeteria style, you know, serving yes, area? Is there like a kitchen beyond it? Yes, correct. Yeah, so I'm going to go and check this out and like, Oh my God! Uh, it's it's plumbed for kitchening and stuff. This is gonna be awesome. <laughs> well, as you approach, you can see that there was food out in the chafing dishes or whatever you call them. Um, mess was in the process. People were eating when this happened. You notice that some of the chairs are overturned. And you get the distinct impression that in the middle of the meal, they left. Why? Why do the military people do what they do? Who knows? Uh, I'm not even. I'm not even concerned or thinking about that. I just want to get an idea on square footage and uh, what kind of uh, uh, infrastructure and facility stuff is available here because I'm just seeing dollar signs. So I wanted to go check out the kitchen. It's a fairly decent kitchen for the 1950s. Lots Industrial of size. Yeah. Oh, yeah. This would be a great restaurant for the resort. <laughs> and at this point, there's there was definitely food left out, food in the process of being prepared uh, that, sub, that both rotted and then froze because it's still very cold inside here. So there's no smell. You know, the smells of long since gone. If it thawed out, there'd be smells. 
but right now there's no smell. But it's not a bad looking place. I can't, you can't wipe the grin off my face. <laughs> uh, we just... can try. <laughs> the, only, the only other door leading out of this room, other than the one that you came through, is on the west, the, the east wall, which you're guessing would go into the room that was next down the hallway. Yeah, yeah, let's go check that one. In. I mean, I'm going to, I'm, I'm, I'm just, I'm headlong into this. All right. You you open that door up. None none of these doors are locked. You open it up and you realize it's a barracks. And there are uh looks like maybe 30 or so beds, uh 15 on each side. Um at the end it looks like a small room which would have maybe been for an officer or something like that. Um, but there are no belongings in this room. Uh, there are blankets, there are beds. Uh, and once again, it, it gives you the impression they left in a hurry. Yeah. How many people could be billeted here? Looks like 30. 30. 30. 30. Oh, you said 30. It. approximately 30. And then there's a, there's an NCO or, or, or a CO's, uh, uh, you know, private quarters at the rear. Mm-hmm. I want to, I'll check that out. Okay. Um, everything's been removed from it. So it's just an empty room? It's an empty room. I mean, there's still, while well, there's still a desk, there's still a bed, uh, but there's no personal items. Oh, that's in a hurry, but they were still able to take everything. Oh. Except for the Jeep. That's at least something for the Russians, right, George? Like, like, what do you guys think, man? What do you think? What do you think? I, I think uh, we, we've got plenty to deal with before we can get to that, unfortunately, Logan. Abandoned World War II military, possibly medical facility. What's that? Boreas. I, I <laughs> bet the government doesn't even know the the retail, the the the, the real estate value of this place. <laughs> I don't even know it exists anymore. Yeah, yeah. They may not even care. <laughs> oh, we could probably get this for a steal. A steal. You know, they're not making land anymore. <laughs> oh, mama. We're going to do well on this. We're, mark my words. We're going to do well on this. So the only uh, other door leading out of the barracks is back into that hallway. Yep. That's the second door. Yep. And then the only other door in the hallway are the double doors down at the end, like uh, hospital doors right well, logan let's let's wait at least a couple of months uh before we turn this into resort just so my divorce finally happens and then she uh the ex can't take it take my share of this place hey hey, hey don't worry it'll all be under my name you'll be protected come on let's go come on all right so you step back into the hall um you move towards the double doors uh, you go through, I assume. Yeah. Checking yeah. everything out. Um, there's now another hallway, almost identical to the one that you're in, uh, but it continues off to your left. Uh, so it's now going north. And uh, it's not as long as the one you just came down. But down at the end of it, there's another set of double doors. And this time there's a door on the left and a door on the right as you go. Um I'm 
I'd like you all to do power rolls. Do I even bother? Hey. Regular pass. Me too. 41. Hard success. Yeah, failed. Um, I will <laughs> I will spend five luck and make that a success. Okay. Um so as you come around the corner and you're now looking down the hallway, um Murph, for just a moment, you think that you saw a light on down through the double doors at the end. Nobody else noticed it. Wait. There's a light on in here. Do you see that? The only light is in my head. This Where? is going to be what? money, money, money. Through, through the double doors. When you uh, when you shine your, your lights down there, the glass reflects right black at you. you know, the glass in the center. Oh. So you're thinking maybe Murph just saw the reflection of one of your torches. Yeah, from that, that's still there. You go. It's just reflection off the glass. There's no light. I mean, no, it was different from that. It was it different. Was, it was blue. You're yeah, yeah. No, it was, it was blue. It was blue. It wasn't white. It was blue. Like from behind, like through the glass, not reflect. It. I'm telling you. I know. I I, I saw. I saw something. You're just come on, come on, come on, come on, come on, come on. Let's go check this out. All right, I'll Left head down right. the hall. I'll head down the hall yeah. and I'll check out the right hand door. Okay, um, open the right hand door, and uh, it's a, a room I'd say about 20 by 20, and it is well fitted out as a medical room. Um, there's lots of stainless steel. There's lots of the old-fashioned um, surgery lights and things like that. Um, there are there are double doors leading out on the uh, north side, but uh, there are at least five bodies under sheets on tables in this room. It looks like a morgue almost when you, you, you can all do sanity. Oh God. Well, I passed that for whatever reason. I passed. I failed. Okay, I failed. You, actually, I don't think Jamie would take any damage at all because yeah. he's doctor. Yeah. Um, but if you failed, otherwise do one point of damage, one point, one hit point of sanity loss. Otherwise, you're fine. Um, right. Once again, there's no smell. All right, uh, but you can definitely see there are bodies on tables. Um, are there charts by the by the bodies? Uh, there are. <laughs> yeah, I, I when I see this, I'll do an about face and go, huh, Jamie, you're right. Medical <laughs> facility. <laughs> oh. Antiques in here, I'm telling you. Yeah. So, what would you like to do? I, I want to study what 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 it was the cause of death. Okay, so you go up to the closest body. Um, do you look at the? Do you pull off the sheet, or do you just look at the? Yeah, I first look at this at, at the chart before I look at the body. The, the chart basically says, Doctor Vin Silver, 
And cause of death, electrocution. Electrocution. All right. And I, I'm just going to look at the, uh, all of them. You know, right. What's the cause of death on each of them? Second one is Lieutenant Leo Noel. Noel mm-hmm. And it says, cause of death, drowning. Drowning. The third one says, Lieutenant Chester Mullen. And it says, cause of death, uh, I want to get the right word. Hyperthermia. Hyperthermia. Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, the fourth uh, is Dr. Morris Thessaly. And it says cause of death. Um, uh, um, basically, he burned. He, he burned okay. to death. And the final one is Captain Don Green. Cause of death. Also electrocution. Electrocution. So I got um, two. So while, while you're doing that, what are the rest yeah. of you doing? Um, I'm actually inclined to, to leave this room behind for the dock and go check the left door. Yeah, and I'm, pro- I'm sitting in the hallway, just still looking at that glass, okay. seeing if that light comes back. Avery, from where you are looking through the glass, you can see it opens into a very large room. So it's, it's almost black inside as you're looking. I'll, I'll look around with the flashlight. That's what I'm. Uh, George, what are you doing? Um, I think I'm gonna. <laughs> I think I'm gonna maybe assist uh, Jamie a little bit. I don't want us to get too far away or leave anybody behind. Okay. So I'll, I'll assist with the bodies. Do what I can. All right. So Avery, uh, without opening the doors, if you're shining the light through the glass, uh, your light just seems to go in there. And it, it's not strong enough to illuminate whatever's in there. I mean, you can I'll, see the floor goes off. I'll, I'll open the door. Okay. Uh, you open the door, and you see that you're opening the door into a very large room, uh, at least 100 by 100. And as you look around, there's some large, uh, what look like some sort of electrical equipment, like large um, electrodes. Uh, like you'd see in some sort of science fiction movie. They almost look like big Tesla coils. Um, there's banks of machinery around the sides. Uh, looks like electronic machinery. And in the center of the room, there is a gigantic, at least 30 foot across, hole that drops into the ground with a, with a, a, a pipe railing around it. And it just, it looks like some sort of a borehole. Um, but now you're stepping, you're stepping in. You're, stay, you're near the door and you're looking in. Um, so Logan, um, you know, when he comes out of, you know, I'll just call it the, the morgue. When he came out of the morgue and saw Avery kind of peering in past the double doors, um, I get a little bit of a, of a joke streamy. So point my flashlight straight down so you know he doesn't see the light coming i want to come up behind avery and just kind of do this little <clears throat> kind of you know try and startle him and then start laughing and go come on we'll check that out in a bit let's go look at this other door um avery do a uh do a willpower roll to see if you turn around and punch him accidentally in the face <laughs> when he scares the shit out because you're already unnerved 
Well, with the penalty dice for me being tired, I failed. All right, you failed to restrain yourself. <laughs> so you swing your hand just naturally um, and punch him right in the face. So, Logan, you get what you deserve, but you, you're not going to take any damage from him. It doesn't hit you that hard. Come on. Come on. Come on, we'll get here in a minute. No, no, look, look at this. Look at this place. What do you think they were doing in here? All right, so I'll get my flashlight out and start peering into. Holy shit. There are six of these gigantic electrode things arranged around this pit. I, I want to go look at the pit. Yeah, yeah. Why wow, you found the you found the mother load. Let's go. Well, while you guys are doing that, okay, the other two are in the the medical facility. Um All right. You guys get it too. Uh, now that I've looked at, looked at the charts, uh, I'll I'll t- I'll take the first body that was uh, electrocuted. I'll pull back the sheet and I'll you know do a, an examination of the body. Um. Well, the body definitely rotted at some point. Yeah. Um. But it also froze at the same time, so you can guess that after the body was injured, and there are definite signs of high electrical damage you know, to the, the bones and the what's left of whatever rotting mm-hmm. flesh there would be. Uh, it's consistent, uh, uh, but it's horrible. I mean, this person looks like they took a million volts or something through oh. their body. Um, there are there's signs that organs bursted, uh, that the blood vessels themselves ruptured. Um, they probably didn't last more than a couple of seconds. Uh, and then they laid here on the table and they rotted and then they froze. It's they odd that these bodies would all be lying here and not have been disposed of. And at least they're at least put in the... There's no um, f- facility. There's no like cabinets or whatever that to lock the bodies in, in here, is there? Not that you can see in here. Okay. Yeah. All right. Um, I'm going to guess the other arsenal is electricity consistent. Like electricity burning and drowning. That's it. I will look at the person who drowned. It's a the person who drowned is in much better condition uh, mm-hmm. than the others, but um, once again, considering rotting and freezing, uh, it does look like consistently their lungs were completely filled with water which there's no lakes or anything around here yeah so where all this water come from and uh, you know the the other one then of course the the person who's burned he's he's just a charred he's just a charred husk yeah okay without a Without me doing a post-mortem on these, I don't know if I can get any more information. And given the advanced state of decay, I may not get much information at that, but... 50 years at least, so... Yeah, so I'm thinking these two, you know, you have two electro- you have two people electrocuted, one person, you know, one person drowned, one person burned, and the other one, hypothermia. So I'll look at the hypothermia victim. So it's a, he is literally frozen like a statue, stall- solid. Uh, he's almost mm. completely perfect, absolutely undecayed, uh-huh. but every every 
drop of water in his body has been completely frozen, like he was dipped in liquid nitrogen. Interesting. So he's the scariest kind of one because he's just got a blank stare looking forward with a little bit of frost over his eyes. That is just odd. George, what are you doing while while he's doing this? Uh, yeah, well, I'm, I'm well, I'm around if he ever if he needs any assistance with anything. But I was thinking of just uh, generally searching the area around while he's taking a look at the bodies. Okay. If there's anything, any equipment or anything that we haven't gone through yet, I'll take a look. Well, if you look at any of the bodies, you also you have to take another sanity mm. roll. All right, pretty uh-huh. horrible. <laughs> uh, oh, Forty-three. I'm, I'm doing good on the sanity at least, okay. which is probably because James probably go. Oh, this is fascinating. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> There are double doors leading out of the room. There's a lot of medical equipment in here, but most of it is old and rusted now. Right. Uh, there yeah. are double doors leading out of this room and uh, and to the north uh, with, with glass. And then when you look out, you can see the light of Avery and Logan's uh, flashlights. Um, they're looking into the same room that you are. Interesting. Like... Uh... Well, if you're if you're uh, if you're finished up there, Jamie, we, perhaps we should uh, meet up with the yeah. others and see what I'm, else is in here. I'll replace the sheets on the on the bodies, you know, and then just <laughs> and well, I'll... what makes no sense is that they didn't take the bodies with them. Yeah, that that's that is the odd that's thing. Very very odd. I mean, they had time to take all the, all the other equipment, but they didn't leave the bodies. There's no, uh, there are no uh, medical, I mean, no no medical records or doctor's notes or anything in the room. It looks like all the medical records were taken. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. I took all the doctor's notes too, which is odd. <laughs> mm-hmm. All right. So are you going to go back out through the hallway and then join them? Or are you just going to go out the doors into the same room they are? Probably that's the easiest. Yeah. yeah. Out the doors in the same room. Right. So the four of you are now in this large room with the circle in the center. What do you guys want to do? Approach that hole. Yeah. What is that hole? Go and take a look at it. Like what? I mean, does it look like an like it's it was meant there or just thing tunneled up or is it just you know an actual you know? It, it looks like it, it's perfectly round. Mm-hmm. Um, it looks like it was dug into the rock okay. uh, itself going down. The edges aren't perfectly round. I mean, it's, uh, it's in stone. What, uh, are the, you... what are the chances that part of our gear would have included uh, a chem light or two? You mean these things like yep. that? I don't know if those were... I guess those were around in 94. They, sure. they, 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 they were absolutely there because I served in the army right. 86 to 90 and we had lots of them. And I remember in Halloween going around that people, they had them doing that too. I'd chemlights. say that those were really popular. So yeah, you've probably yeah. got some of those. Okay. Now, I've got a yeah. I, I question that I didn't Fancy ask glow you. Sticks. Did you bring all of your gear with you or did you leave some of it back out in the, the garage? I brought the rope. I would have thought you brought it with. And when we were, once we were in the room with the Jeep, I did talk about how I hitched up my gear, t- got it nice and tight up on my shoulders, flashlight okay. out. So I, I've got everything with me. Okay. Because I'm thinking yeah. we may have, uh, we may choose to set up our tent and sleep deeper away from the open door where it'd be cold. You Not know? a bad idea. 
and you do get a little bit of an impression that it's a little warmer in here and it's not necessarily you know because there's a heating system but just because caves yeah thermal. usually are around 54 degrees naturally and and they they, they do provide shelter from the cold so it's it, the temperature is a little warmer in here um uh, yeah so i want to get out of chemlight Okay. And, uh, you know, do like you do. You, uh, you crack the ampules on the inside, shake it up to get the chemical reaction, you know, going. And then you get this nice, you know, neon green uh, chem light. And, uh, and so then once that is nice and glowing, I'll just kind of take it and just kind of it into the hole. It so it'll tumble end over end until it All hits right. the bottom. So what happens when you do that is. Uh, you quickly realize that about 20 feet down into the hole, uh, there is a kind of a fog layer. So your thing goes into the fog. There's a few moments where the fog sort of lit up that kind of greenish yellow. And you hear the stick hit the bottom. And now there is just a light, I mean, a, a very faint sort of greenish glow to this fog that's down below you. You shine your flashlights on it and it's like fog. It's kind of reflective. So it, it, you get a lot of glare coming back into your face, but you can't see the bottom of the pit. Fog? Why is there fog in here? <laughs> I mean, I think it's funny. I smile and look at the guys and go, hey, it doesn't go to the center of the earth. <laughs> like... <laughs> Uh, like, true. like a difference in temperature, maybe in the bottom of the pit, uh, causes a kind of fog layer. Yeah, it's probably warmer there. down there. Um, everyone do a listen roll. Negative ghost rider. Uh, be a regular success. Okay. Um, who succeeded? Raise your hand. Okay. Jamie, you're standing there and you hear something. It's very faint, but you're almost dead sure that it was a voice. And it said, dear God, is there someone up there? God, there's somebody down there. What? Fine. That that's impossible. I heard a voice. No, now you're telling ghost or come on. No, no, I'm I'm dead serious. There is a, I heard a voice. A dear God, is there somebody up there? I'm like, hello? Oh, please, please help me. What? How could anybody be alive in here? I don't know. Maybe they were like us and they fell in or something. I mean, obviously they're Who? not from the 40s. Who are you? I fell in. Help. Help. It says. Um, I get another chem light and uh, length the rope and I tie a chem light to the end of the rope and start lowering <laughs> it in. Tell, tell him to find the, uh, the the glowing stick on the end of the rope. Where where did he come from? There's no footprints in the dust. What? 
How did you get in here? Help, help me, help. I've fallen in, help. Look for the light. Can you see the light uh, dangling from a rope? Yeah, I'm, God, I'm, is I'm, there somebody up there? Please help I'm, me. I'm feeding the rope in with the with the the stick, the glow stick. It sounds Come like on. a man's voice. Hmm. All right, you're 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 lowering the str- the string in with uh, the chem light, and it hits the fog layer, and it goes through the fog, and casts a slightly dim slightly you know brighter now because now there's two down there um but nothing happens help please please i've fallen in here uh maybe it's a recording uh uh can you hear us help me please do you hear us please make respond uh, in a you know in a way that you, you can hear us. Suddenly, from down below, there comes a noise, a blast of sound, uh, like trumpets, like um, like howling wind, like it's it's almost deafening, um, like the howl of some horrible wow. creature. Everybody do uh, sanity rolls. I mean, sorry, sorry. Do power rolls. Forty-one again. Heart success. I will. I will spend five points to make it a success. I passed a roll. Hey. (laughs) So you all passed. Yes. Um, is that correct? Yes. Yes. All right. Um, you all you all grab your ears and you jump back. And and the voices, dear, dear God, please, please let me out. Please let me out. Help me, help me. Uh, what the hell was the, that? Is the noise continuing or is it no. just a, all right. It was like a blast. What was that? Who are you? What's your name? There's no answer. I mean, we got to go get him. We got to go save him. I, I mean, I, I guess you're right. So, so you know, there's a railing all the way around this. Let's tie one into the rope around the rail. And then we just shimmy down the rope. Use our flashlights. We've got that lantern. Let's just shimmy right. down the rope. Start looking around. Find him. Come back to the rope. And then, you know, two of us go down there. Two of us stay up here. And then, you know, they can do the, the hauling and hoisting. All right. So who's going down? Who's staying well, up? I'm, I'm no good climbing down there. Um, I'll, I'll go. I'll go. All right. All right. Uh, we'll, <laughs> we'll anchor the rope for you up here. Then. You know, Doc, you could probably use some help. Uh, you know, you might want to come with me just to render first aid. Point. Uh, yeah. Why don't, uh, George, why don't you stay up here? I'll go down with. I mean, with are, are you any good at climbing? Uh, well, we'll find out, won't we? <laughs> uh, I mean, I, I'm, actually, I'm, decent at it. I'm going to make sure the shotgun's loaded. I could be, whoever's down here could be dangerous. All right. I mean, if you insist, Doc. There is suddenly another monster blast sound come that comes ah. from down below. Ah. Um, you all jump back. Um, once again, do power rolls. Ooh. Oh. 
Uh, do, I, do I have a penalty yeah, based spend, on these? Actually, you should. Yes. I'm gonna spend. Uh, I'm gonna spend five uh, luck to make the pass. I'm gonna regular. Spend, yeah, I, I did. A, I did a penalty dice on the last one, hmm. so pass. But this one, I'm gonna spend three luck to make it pass. Okay. And Jamie, regular success. Okay. Um, you don't know what that noise is. It sounds terrifying, but uh, the voice comes up again. Please, please help me. We're on our way. We're on our way. What is making that sound? I, I don't know. I don't know. Maybe it's a, a gong or something down there. Who knows? All right. So uh, with the dock ready, uh, you know, I'm going to, uh, you know, we might need a, a stretcher or something. So I'm going to take my pack with me because we can always, you know, use the frame as a stretcher. Yeah. So I'm going to you know, take my legs over the railing, grab onto the yeah. rope and start, you know, kind of rappelling down. Did, did we figure out how about uh, we've an estimate of how far down we think it is? From dropping the thing, you think it may be 50 feet. Okay. Oh. All right. So I will you know, follow. I'll follow down. <laughs> All right. So you're both going to go down at the same time on the same rope. Do we have two ropes? We have three. Actually, we have yeah. three that are each about a hundred feet long. All right. Well, let's each take a different rope. Okay. So. Okay. All right. Um, yeah. But Logan, yours, you seem to be going down first. So. Yes. Um. Logan. Climb roll. Uh yeah, do a climb roll. Unless you Ooh. have some means of. I have a. Very nice, hard success. Oh, okay. So you've you've climbed rope. You guys are thrill seekers. You guys have done some rope. Yeah, climbing. I got I got a great climb. Um, you I'm get well down, experienced. You get down uh, to the uh, fog layer, and you start to move down through it. Um, as you move down through it, uh, the light from the uh, uh, Kimmelites have uh, it brightens, and you notice that there is someone down here. They're just a shadow at the moment, but they—you can't really tell how tall they are. They seem rather tall and thin, uh, maybe emaciated from from not uh, eating, uh, but. Uh, whoever it is moves towards you and you suddenly feel something grab a hold of your foot. Okay. And uh, do a strength roll. Oh, uh, also a really good hard roll. Hard okay. success. Um, it is bigger than a normal hand, whatever it is. It wraps around your foot and it attempts to yank you off the rope. And as it does this, another blast of sound uh, comes up. Uh, everybody else do a power roll, except for Logan. Extreme success. <laughs> 21. <laughs> I'm going to spend one point of luck to make this a pass. Okay. And I will yell, hey, All what's right. going on down there? What's up? Um, what's going on? 
Something's Logan, got me. Logan, you start to slide down the rope because it's uh, 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 on you. Uh, uh, All right. Well, and as you as you sort of turn in the darkness, there's this thing. Uh, it's kind of glowing blue. Uh, it's like a weird stretched out caricature of a human being. Uh, it has huge fangs and huge claws as its other hand comes into play and it grabs a hold of your leg and pulls you down and you yell. Um, who else is going down the rope? <laughs> I was. I was. I haven't started down yet. So it's a... Okay. Um, well, remember you had another rope. Yeah. So okay. I wouldn't... So you've climbed over the railing mm -hmm. and you suddenly hear Logan scream as he apparently ah. falls. Ah. Uh, what do you do? Well, Logan, are you all right? Ah. Ah. So I'm going to start pulling the rope up yeah. and try to, get, try to get Logan out of there. Yeah, I, I'm going to you know, hike back up and help pull him. Okay, um, uh, Logan, at some point, let's go with the rope. Um, yeah, we did another... We weren't another, securing him to the rope. Another blast of sound comes up. Everybody do power rolls. Maybe. No, you don't have to, Logan. Regular success. Okay, so an 81 is not good. Uh, I'm going to spend 19 luck. Yeah, I'll spend 19 <laughs> luck. Make that a success. Uh, we'll go to 20, 20, 20, 26 luck. That, that works. And Morgan, I yep. sent you a message. Uh, we we have to get him out of there. Just uh, like pulling up the rope. Oh, like, oh, oh no, oh, I don't oh. think I still got him. <laughs> this is just rope. The rope comes up. Is there, um, is there anything I can do? Uh, actually, do do a power roll for me as well. Uh, an odd seven is an extreme success. Okay, no, there's nothing you can do. Um, You're confronted by this thing that is now leaping forward uh, to try and kill you. <laughs> can I brawl? Can I fight back? Yes, you can brawl. Go ahead. Um, I'm going to be hitting it with my flashlight. Um, 37 is a standard success. It got an extreme success. Of course it did. I rolled an 01. <laughs> oh, no! Uh, so, uh, where is it? It actually does, and I apologize. Where is it? Does five hit points of damage to you. <laughs> so at this point, it sounds like, uh, Logan is being torn to shreds. George, what do you want to do? Uh, at this me. point, uh, I've uh, I pull, I've started pulling the rope and realized there's nothing to pull, and so <laughs> now I'm running over to make sure that Jamie. I'm going to make sure that Jamie is up at least. Uh, <laughs> hey, you have to go down there to help him. I, I don't. Wait, he's not. He, there's, he's not attached to the rope anymore. I don't know what to do. Pull him down the rope. Go get him. You have to go get him. <laughs> 
MP3. I'm just gonna try to try to flash my light, trying to see if I can see him at all. All you know, looking over. All like, the charges. Pressing on Jamie's shoulders as he's trying to climb back up. Like, no, you have to go get him. <laughs> what do you, you know? Get him up here! <laughs> no, you have to go down and get him. No, Avery, I'm just gonna like shove you out of the way. No, get, get him up here, and I'm gonna well, help I'm Jamie you. Out. He has to go get all him. Right. He has to go save those no. people. <laughs> No, we just lost one person in the rope. We're not losing another. Logan, by this point, Logan stops making any noise at all. Oh shit! Well, that's <laughs> I, and I got I got a ten to, to shove you out of the way and pull Jamie up. I, I failed completely at it. <laughs> well, get up here, Jamie! I jump over the really. What the hell? What's down there? I don't know. Something got Logan. He, he got he got separated from the rope. No, we have to say it. We have to go get him. Ha- Oh, what do you what? They need our help. <sighs> Avery, You're what are you going to do? <laughs> what what are you gonna do, Avery? I have a shotgun. We need to You have to save those people. <laughs> Okay, <laughs> I, I I can't see anything through that fog, and the first person we sent down got separated from the rope and, and torn apart. So I don't. I'm not. What do you mean torn apart? He just fell. You have to go save them. I, I, that's, that's. I think I know what something being ripped apart sounds like. What are you even talking about? There's somebody down there that needs help. I'm gonna level a shotgun at you. Go down. You have to go get it out right now. Uh, no, and I'm gonna grab the shotgun from you? And I'm gonna fire. <laughs> okay. Uh, well, let's, uh, let's see here. So 50, uh, 57. All right, I'm gonna spend, I'm gonna spend uh, seven points of luck and go to, uh, go to 19 luck to make that a success. Well, you know what? I'm gonna spend eight points of luck to make it an extreme success. Okay. <laughs> So the shotgun goes off and it hits George. Uh, shotgun is. I'm dead. That's not like I'm just dead. It's I mean, it's like 46. Is it? You just shot me point blank. Yeah, yeah no, so with an extreme, it's piercing. So that's max damage plus damage. So it's at least. Is a shotgun, is a shotgun an impaling weapon? No, no, bullets it's not. Are. It doesn't. It, yeah, but it's not. It's a it's a blast. It's not a it doesn't. It's not a bullet. Oh, it's a shotgun. Yeah, it doesn't impale. Still, uh, is it, so it just does max damage. It just, yeah, so I'm dead. 2d6. You literally yeah. blow a hole in George. The blood and splatter goes all over your, Jamie. Your spine might still be intact, but all the soft tissue around it won't be. <laughs> and after that, I'm going to pump it again and then point it at Jamie. Go down there and get them out of there. What the, what the hell did you just do? Get down <laughs> there and save them. Is this, you you, no, is it, you, you just killed George. <laughs> there is another horrific blast of sound from down below. Jamie to a pound. That time, that is a failure. <laughs> all right. Now you start to see the world my way. You have to yeah. there and save all those people. All of a sudden, you start to realize that everything Murphy is doing is completely reasonable. <laughs> And that there is somebody down there that really needs to be rescued. You can worry about George and Logan later. You know what? You're right. Think of the rope. <laughs> yeah, let's go. Let's go save him. <laughs> I'll go down. So 
the two of you managed using a rope to go down there. And uh, when you reach the bottom, Jamie, what you see uh, looks like a, a, a person. It looks like somebody who was maybe uh, a doctor or uh, somebody who worked at the facility. He's in a lab coat. Uh, he seems to look perfectly normal. You don't know how he managed to survive, but obviously he just can't climb out. And so you help him with the rope uh, to climb out. And um, Murphy, as, as you, you see this doctor fellow climbing out of the, the pit, you go over and you help him get out. And he doesn't say anything to either one of you as the two of you help him out of the rope. But he starts to act rather oddly because he goes towards uh, one of these uh, electrode things and he hits it with his hand. And when he hits it with its hand, it shatters and breaks and flies across the room as if he had super strength or something. And he does this to some of the equipment and he heads over towards the, the double doors going out and he just effortlessly rips them off the, off the hinges. And this sound comes out of him. And for just a moment, uh, what you see is something that looks like this. <laughs> and as you see it, um, Avery, you suddenly feel tingling in your in your skin. Uh, and uh, likewise, uh, Jamie, you also feel tingling in your skin. And you notice that the ends of your fingers have turned kind of bluish white and and your hands and then your arms, and Dr. Jamie, you recognize uh, like uh, severe frostbite uh, is, is setting in, but it's setting in so rapidly and you feel very tired. And after a few moments, you feel just like going to sleep, but you end up falling asleep, standing up, turning to ice slowly. And you freeze solid. That's the end of the story. <laughs> it was an avatar of, of Ithaca. Mm. And you never went into the control room where the filing cabinets were. That was the other room. Um, you would have discovered that Operation Boreas was an attempt to somehow harness this creature's power to control the weather mm. and the bodies in the other room are all accidental victims trying to subdue this thing where they got electrocuted or drowned or some <laughs> other weather related you know energy that it put at you and of course it just wanted you to get out of the pit it wanted it to get out of the pit one of the doctors had fallen into the pit and the creature was just mimicking what that guy had mm. said it didn't really know what it meant. It never said anything more than, you know, dear God, get me out of the pit. 
and uh, things like that. But that's the end of the story. <laughs> I love it. it was one cool. of you, one of you, at least killed the other one. That was awesome. Yeah. <laughs> All right. I love, so, I love it. You killed him. But you had to go down there. Okay. <laughs> well, that was it. The howl. Yeah. The howl is its power. If it howls, you do a power roll. If you fail the power roll, you suddenly become on its side. <laughs> so Avery was, I, I texted Avery and it said, yeah, I you was, feel I'm, that this person is trapped and you have to get it out. And I said, no choice. <laughs> yep. You have no choice. And then it, it's commanded you to get it out. You have to, no choice. So he turned on the rest of you. All right, let me go ahead and do the, uh, the closing. Our players included Morgan Llewellyn, El, El, Eddie Detlef, uh, John Dos Passos, and John Hook with yours truly as a keeper of the secrets. We have a Discord server where you can chat with our other members and set up private games and learn the finer arts of gameplay and game mastery. Hello. We currently are producing at four shows a week with music and sound effects added in post-production in order to create a richer listener experience. We provide audio-only versions of our shows free for the download from Podbean or iTunes. The costs involved with the show are provided almost entirely by our patrons. Without them, we wouldn't be able to do what we do. If you'd like to help support our show, please visit our Patreon account. Just a dollar to a month will help us a lot. You can find a link in the description below. Like, share, and subscribe to our channel and punch the bell icon for updates on our latest shows and leave us some comments. We enjoy reading them and answering any questions you might have. This is Tom Rayleigh, together with all the members of our gaming team, finding you to journey with us once again into the darkness for another adventure in the universe of Adventure and the Call of the Food of Role-Playing Game. Until next time, good luck and good gaming.